You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. So, <laughs> welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. We're recording at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy on the outskirts of Brookville, Indiana, where we secretly and ceremoniously record the podcast. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. And we are the good side, the fifteen side. That's right. Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, Scotty Bourbon. What we're side the are best you? Side. Uh, I don't know about that. So we got special guests here with us. Two of them. Two of them. So first of all, all the way from where are you from? Texas. What What's your uh, county number? Ooh, that's a that's a real good question. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever asked that before. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do some studying. Now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look into it. Yeah, so talk closer to the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So we got Phil from Texas here. Absolutely. But even bigger, we've got a special guest. Hadn't been here for a while. The return. The return. All the way from Big Cedar Road. 2.2 miles. (laughs) (laughs) As the crow flies. Right. So who we got down there? Well, uh, the I'm, guy I'm, that lives in the barrel. Yeah, we can. Har- we can. He's at the end of the bar. We can hardly see him. He just. We can see his eyes he's pop over the top of the bar. He's got to keep jumping to get up to the mic. So, <laughs> and, and you know, in case, we've, in case we've, you uh, listeners out there want to know, we've, no, that's not really right. We've had this saved up for a long time, Ruben. We've been we've been storing it up. You know, you just for the record. No, I haven't missed it. <laughs> oh, so it's great to have Ruben in the house with us. So, Ruben, great to have you here. I'm glad to be here, and, and I was looking very forward to be able to come and spend some time. Cool, cool, cool. So, guys, uh, we're all recovering from the Gator Fry last week. Uh, that was quite the good time had it by everybody. Good. Yes, it was. Very good. It's, it's a good uh, Gator. Yeah, we didn't have our handy. We had no mystery meats left over. So, for our listeners, I'll run off some of the mystery meats we had. We had, um, we had, uh, well, we had oysters, Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> we had kangaroo. We had yak. We had uh, what's the steaks? Those were squid, giant squid giant steaks. Squid steaks. Squid steaks. Those so, were tentacles. Twenty thousand yeah. leagues under the sea size. No kidding. <laughs> they were huge. Yes. Yeah, they were. I'm turning you up a little bit. Somehow you got turned. <laughs> you down. scared me there. Uh, yeah, those things were humongous. Um, of course, we had frog legs. We had octopus this year. Um, so it all got. We had sweet bread. What? So do you guys know what sweet bread is? Probably if people knew, they would never eat it. Isn't that all the leftovers? All the organs. Yeah. 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 Yum. Yeah, it was. All the organs from what? From an animal. Whatever you're butchering. Whatever you're processing. Human. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it was a Well, it depends if it's a human meat project or not. Okay. Cut up a neighbor or something. Oh, easy, easy, easy. So we did something different this year. We did two whole gators. 
that we actually put on our big uh, hog roaster. Uh, one of them I did with the um, Stanger Sugar Sack Sugar Shack Maple Peppercorn Rub, and uh, and then draped it with bacon. And then Phil from Texas, what did you do yours in? I uh, went ahead and made some some bark and did some Worcester sour and some mustard, and then uh, put a moho rub on that. So that's citrus with garlic and pepper all mixed in is pretty good nice very good nice it was it was good they were both good. good there was nothing but bones left of you those know things. i learned something new about phil every time he's got these great recipes for drinks and food he does <laughs> i don't know where he gets that from it's yeah. hard telling you know I, I don't want to get any big heads or not but i i did take a poll of a few people and does anybody did anybody have a a taste of either one or both i had both, I had I had both. both. and it they were both equally as good, I thought. I well, thought. my poll was Allen's was the best, so sorry. Well, so here's what I'll say. I think uh, <laughs> he, he cheated a little bit he because cheated. he had bacon all over his. <laughs> Make it moist. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty hard to compete with bacon. Yeah. What? But there was no rules, right? That's fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. So next time you got to well, remember, well, add bacon. Well, next year, oh, no, we're not adding bacon. There's going to be cream cheese and boudin stuffed in the tail. It's going to be out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> May Smith on a little Cajun quarter bear, right? There you go. All right, little boudin. Good deal, good deal. The, the fish almost got ruined. Yeah. The batter <laughs> or the breading. <laughs> well, I was a rookie. We, we, got a rookie. we, had, a rookie, we had a rookie mistake. We had our good friend Tony Roberts, who just last weekend, he is uh, several years older than we are, and he just learned last weekend the correct way to bread fish. <laughs> so he took the fish. And just dumped the batter. Two, two handfuls at a time. And dumped it, the batter in, and it all caked up. Oh. And I didn't have any more batter, so I'm freaking out. And uh, he's like, well, that's the way I always do it. I said, I says, and how's it turn out? Well, I, I wonder why the batter always pops off. <laughs> so, we salvaged it. So, Tony. It all came out good. It all came out good. So, what we did learn about Gator is gator fat doesn't render like other fats like beef fat or pork yeah. fat we got the gators off the grill and Dwayne started cutting into them and since the fat doesn't render you'd open it up and it looked like part of it wasn't done well that was the fat yeah everything else was done and the fat was still there so yeah, but it didn't it wasn't matter. it wasn't there afterwards it, yeah it's somebody, ate it. somebody ate it it was all gone <laughs> Because I cut, I cut both gators, cleaned both of them off, got all the meat off, trimmed the fat, and had it all sitting there so everybody could just get some and come back later that night, and there was just bones left. So yeah. and teeth. It must be bones good. And teeth. Whatever Lots it was, teeth. people so ate I it. So I got the skulls out there. They're uh, oh cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're drying out. So so what those what those weigh each? One was about sixteen pounds, and the other was fourteen, I think. Yeah. So all right, we made some changes here. We got a full house here. <laughs> most people we've had on at one time so we had to change some microphones out got some that are a little higher quality for a couple guys much so, better much, much better. better much better much better so i don't know what we were talking about but what i want to talk about now is what's in our glasses we have some yes. willet pot still uh, that mr montag shared with us yeah so, it was a this is birthday birthday, celebration. birthday yeah. present so what yeah. are you 40 now 45 yeah, something like that <laughs> i'm 50 something <laughs> 50 something yep we're all 50 something we're now. still 50 he's, something he's rim shot 60. almost all most, of us most of you guys are 50 something <laughs> creeping up yeah phil we hear you well phil wait a minute you're you should be like in in uh past bar tents you would be about 32 now <laughs> yeah what? from when so, you uh entered that establishment 
how you became oh, Phil from Texas. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You're yeah. probably about mid mid late thirties by oh, now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so you're getting close to us. That's true, yeah. You got to keep that in account. Yeah. So you're you're Victorian ages. I can tell this podcast is going to be a bear to edit. So you got to get up on. No editing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, guys, uh, we were talking about the Gator Fry. That went over great. We had a good time. Um, so all the ladies are out doing something tonight, and we're here by ourselves. They're doing that's scary. Some kind of <laughs> that t- sounds flower. dangerous. Some kind yeah. of flower arranging. They're doing flower arranging for yeah. fall. Well, I'm going to exercise my right not to comment. <laughs> well, you know, Mary watches those murder mysteries, so she may uh, be working on my, my flowers. Does too. A likely She'll cover come, story. Exactly. Yeah. She'll come rolling in with a set of black roses. <laughs> so I want to have a little. We'll start out with some fun tonight. So. Uh-huh. You know what you got to look for when you come to the rusted nail speakeasy to get in, right? Sure. What do you got to look for, guys? Pink, pink flamingos. Pink flamingos. Now, most people would say uh, you got to travel far. You got to travel to see far a pink away. Flamingo. So, do you know where pink flamingos are actually from? No, but I know where they Florida, showed up isn't it? last week. South America. <laughs> They're in Florida, though, aren't they? They, they are in Florida. They're from, they just showed up in Ohio. They're, they're from the Yucatan. Yucatan. Okay, but thanks to Hurricane Idalia. Yeah. Flamingos are all everywhere. They got blown all over the place. Even as close to us as, where do we see the? Uh, Kentucky. 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 Well, they, in Ohio, like uh, over east side of Ohio, they found some too. Yep, they did. Oh, really? Yeah, yep. over, I can't remember what the name of that lake is. East Fork Lake. So flamingos have been popping up in the most unusual places since Hurricane Idalia blew through the parts of the United States last week. In recent days, dozens of sightings from Texas to Florida and as far north as Pennsylvania and most states in between. And though flamingos can be found in parts of Florida, it's safe to say they don't frequently hang out farther north in states such as Kentucky, Tennessee, North and South Carolina. The birds likely got caught up in the hurricane last week, according to Nate Swick, the American Birding Association's digital communications manager. That's a mouthful. Uh, it's a fairly common phenomenon for birds, but not for flamingos. We're seeing flamingos all over the place. Well, we could have told them that. They're right here at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy. Yeah. We're yeah. seeing them in places that we didn't expect them. Um, southern Ohio, then there's a pair in Southern Ohio. That's a pair we were talking about. Uh, and that's when the news really broke loose because people in Ohio were seeing them. Ohio was the northernmost point flamingos as of Wednesday. That is until a pair of flamingos were sighted in southern pennsylvania on thursday uh according to the counts on the american birding association's rare bird alert facebook page did you know there was a rare bird alert facebook i do page? now absolutely um there have been sightings in 10 states florida ohio north and south carolina virginia tennessee alabama texas kentucky and of course pennsylvania um they are native to florida the birds were hunted to near extinction uh, at the beginning of the 1900s and make up a mere 1% of the global flamingo population. Uh, that's why Swick and other bird enthusiasts were shocked to see flamingos hanging out on the Florida Panhandle as well. Um, there is a sizable population of American flamingos on the Yucatan Peninsula, which separates the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean Sea. Um, it goes on to talk about all the photos of them and... Uh, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see how long they stick around. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if I buy the. I mean, the hurricane hit, but it didn't come very far north. 
I wouldn't think that that would blow them that far. I mean, Georgia, Georgia got hit and then it swung out over the ocean, so and up the North Carolina side. To me, it just seems odd that that was the reason. But I guess well, I don't know about blowing them, but it's just they were moving. I guess pushing them, scaring them, yeah, yeah. clear of it. Yeah, yep. but yeah, but it's, a guess, long, it's probably it's a long just way. like uh, once again our conspiracists. <laughs> Somebody's, odd. somebody's bringing flamingos up there. They're, they're shipping them. It's probably just yeah. like Canadian geese and eagles. You know, when the, the weather gets bad in Canada, they move south just yeah. to get away from the bad right. weather. So you would think I just you never know, they're kind of doing the same thing. I'm just I guess I never pictured a flamingo north. flying that distance. I didn't realize, I guess, that they were a distance Hummingbirds flyer. can fly that distance. Yeah, I know they do. They Let's, can fly to Florida. Well, they do every year. The yeah, beekeepers, we kind of watch the – you watch the hummingbirds come this way. When the hummingbirds are here, that's when the flow starts for beekeeping. So you kind of watch. So I wonder what flamingo tastes like. Chicken. I don't know. It's an excellent question. Maybe next year. Big drum, big wings. Big drumsticks. Big drumsticks. Big, big wings. Big wings. Not awful little drumsticks. Probably bony. Skinny. I tell you, I'm, skinny, I'm not interested in flamingos, but sandhill cranes. There you yeah. go. There's no hunting season for sandhill cranes in Indiana, but where there are hunting seasons. They're supposed to be the ribeye of the sky. Is that really? really? No yeah, they're, wow. they're all and we over have, uh, Seymour area. Pretty, pretty annually, there's close to 20,000 of them between here and Liberty. Oh, yeah. Oh, between wow. over my, between yeah. the bird reserve yeah. and all the fields between here the and The creek Liberty. down by where I live on Big Cedar Creek, they're loaded with those sand hills. Yeah. yeah. Huh, now I realize that. Yeah, yeah, down at Seymour and Brownstown, that area, down Jackson County, they're yeah. all over the place. Thousands of those birds. Yeah. Huh. Phil yeah. makes a pretty mean uh, goose pristine. Pastrami. Oh yeah, you never know it was goose. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we had, they they had really. that a couple years ago. I, I see those Canada those gooses. And I just that see was really good. Pastrami. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right through the air. Right <laughs> Tube of meat with wings. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do pink flamingos have white meat and dark meat, or is it pink meat? <laughs> you, you know, when it, when it comes to bird hunting, there's a there's a strict rule to follow, and it's only shoot what you can afford. And I don't know what the fine is yeah, for shooting a flamingo. It's probably pretty pretty hefty, I imagine. It's probably pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it'd be dark meat or white meat. It's a or good pink. question. Or pink. I would just wait for the maybe next gator fry. Maybe next gator fry will Flamingo mystery meat. So so what I did. So by doing a whole gator. The white meat is the tail. The tail is white meat. Yeah. The, the rib and legs were dark. So I just wonder if like, the global warming people will just say, see, the global warming stage and all the pink flamingos are going north because it's too warm. Would it be? You never know. You never know. Sure. We'll just see if they hang out if they're here all winter. That will be the, the test is, yeah. well, can they survive a winter or will they migrate right. back? They'll, they'll I'm guessing they'll migrate the weather. back. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll take a short break. I have a commercial sponsor. Anybody need to use the restroom? Because if you Does get it, work? If I mean, it, it works, <laughs> but more importantly, if you're getting ready to fly, you need to go use the restroom before you get on the plane. I've heard that. That's what we're going to talk about oh, next I heard on Cross the Line 1524. <laughs> it's that time of year again. It's the Creekside Church drive through chicken dinner on October 1st. It starts at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whenever the chicken runs out. Four pieces of chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, coleslaw, green beans, and pie for dessert. That's right, the Creekside Church drive through Chicken Dinner on October 1st. Starts at 11 o'clock. Creekside Church is located at 11001 Bossard Road in Brookville, Indiana. Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in downtown Batesville, Indiana. Your place for all your cocktail needs, whether it's beer, wine, spirits, they've got it. 
They've got your tequilas. They've got your vodkas. They've got your gins. And of course, your bourbons. In fact, they do barrel picks. These are single barrels that have been hand-selected by folks at Batesville Liquor Co. just for you. Not sure which spirit you want to try? Maybe you want to go to one of their tastings. That's right. They have a tasting area right there in Batesville Liquor Co. where you can try some of the new and upcoming spirits, new and upcoming bourbons, tequilas. They do it right there in the store. You want to find out when those are? Very simple. Go to their Facebook page, Batesville Liquor Co. They list any tastings they're doing. Uh, Normally, there's a couple a week. Stop in, say hi, do a tasting. Maybe you'll find a new cocktail that you're interested in. You know, they've got it all there. You've got RTDs. Do you know what RTDs are? That's the newest fad in cocktails. It's ready-to-drink cocktails already pre-mixed in a can. Pretty simple. It's getting ready to be boat season. You buy an RTD, you put it in a cooler on ice, and you've got it right there on the water with you. That's right. Go check them out. Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquors located on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. As always, tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing, and it's the fall of the year. That's right. You may need some leaf rakes or maybe leaf bags. Or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter because you know what? The winters are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers hunting licenses along with fishing licenses. That's right. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. All right. We're back here with Cross the Line 1524. Before we went on a break, we kind of talked about going to the restroom. Uh, for those of you had, that hadn't heard the ordeal on a Delta flight, grossed out passengers have detailed the ordeal of being stuck on a Delta flight that was forced to turn back after someone could not contain their explosive diarrhea, <laughs> which left crew ripping out the carpet to contain the biohazard. It was an experience I hope no one has to go through, said Marie Bills Basinger of the flight that was ordered diverted back to Atlanta on Friday, just two hours into its eight-hour trek to Barcelona, Spain. Wow. Um, she said, I hope the poor woman that had this experience recovers. <laughs> um, the pilot had warned air traffic control that there was a biohazard issue with a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the plane. So there was pictures that went with this article, and it literally all the way down the aisle. That's a crappy trip. It was dribbled (laughs) down the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) It was dribbled down the aisle and smelled horrible, one person tweeted. (laughs) No no shit. (laughs) Oh, there was shit. Literally. Just, just so you know, the word is laying back here. Yeah, I see. Uh, uh, oh. It was pretty bad. The vanilla scented disinfectant used on it only made it smell like vanilla shit. <laughs> <laughs> One person wrote on Twitter. Oh. Uh, they had to tear up the carpet? They had yeah, to so hold on. So, was that during the flight? No, they had to come back. So uh, paper towels covered the mostly heavily soiled areas flight was met by emergency vehicles and EMTs that carried the sick passenger off the plane. After the plane landed, it was thoroughly clean. They didn't leave until around 2.30 a.m. 
Wow. Wait, 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 no, no, back on that Just hold on. Back. That's what I was just holding on. He said that while the plane was grounded, the crew ripped out the carpet and replaced it. The FAA flight flight strip posted online that it had diverted back to the land after a person had diarrhea. Considering the circumstances, the ground crew did a great job with the attendants and pilots. Uh, the contaminate, contaminated cabin was scrubbed by staff while passengers were transferred and made it to Barcelona by 5, 10 p.m. the next day. Uh, the one person that tweeted said she was in first class and was away from the mess. Uh, we did La-dee-da. see... Well, yeah. We, we, did, <laughs> we did see Delta attendees running back and forth in protective covering or with gloves on. They told us we'd have to get off the flight because they had to do a thorough cleaning and replace the carpet. Uh, wow. wow that's yeah. when you get off when you get off the plane and there's somebody waiting outside with a hazmat suit on <laughs> yeah that's, that's not a good sign <laughs> not good or imagine the po- get on the plane you're like what is going yeah. on so imagine though that is some freaking diarrhea to go from one end of the plane to the other right well oh, that's yeah. a that's an intercontinental flight that's a big plane Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's but worse is they made the. I mean, I, the people that you get. Okay, you get, you get, you get to get off, go out here in the lobby, you know, wait around. We're going to do something. Give they're, us give us 10. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're probably thinking, oh, they're going to get another plane. And then you realize you're getting no, back on one. the same plane. So it smells like vanilla really strong now. Well, no, they I think ripped they the ripped the carpet. The carpet I know, out, but still. The carpet. I'll guarantee it. It you smelled know. like a lot of air freshener, yeah, and a I lot of really cleaner. I bad for the person that was sick. I mean, Oh, oh yeah. yeah! How embarrassing! My God, she had it had to be bad. Yeah, Ugh. explosive diarrhea. Dribble from one end of the plane to the other. Wow. Oh, we'll just and 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 they they their luggage is underneath, so they don't have a change of clothes. So <laughs> right, yeah, right. yeah. What do you do? Uh, oh, I mean, I just. Uh. I'd say that person I what, probably didn't get back on the plane. I'm, I would say Or no, they, they said they were the EMTs took them to took the them hospital. Took them to the hospital, yeah. So oh, then wow. what you wonder is how we didn't have a, a mass reaction of people vomiting no after kidding. that. Exactly. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Man. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. It was a <laughs> shitty topic, I know. Yeah, we Hope us. you're not eating out there. <laughs> yeah. Or you yeah. listen to this. Explosive <laughs> diarrhea. Must have had Mexican in the airport or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty bad. I've been to Atlanta a time or two through the airport. There's there's that's a couple restaurants in there. That would, you could probably get tore up pretty good. Yeah. Sketchy, yeah. Man, that's a big place. It oh, is, too. God. Nothing better than getting connecting flights through that. Yeah. And you look oh. and you go, oh, you I'm running through serious? the entire Atlanta airport. Oh, this flat. is going to be yeah. fun. Switching. Yeah. You used Trans. to fly down to Key West, and they put you'd land in A, and you'd have to go to E. Yeah. yeah. I was right. like, yeah. what the Ridiculous. heck? Serious. Yep. And you Crazy. get 10 minutes to get there. Exactly. Exactly. So, Ruben, you haven't been here for a while. What you been up to, man? Uh, living life, man. About, no you know, explosive diarrhea. No, about, about no thank God. No, especially no yet. flights. <laughs> not yet. Well, at least no flights with explosive diarrhea. But, uh, you never know. You miss, you miss what Scotty Bourbon said, didn't you? <laughs> I know did, what he said. Well, I said, yes. what you been up to? And he goes, about 4'8". <laughs> <laughs> So the, so the listeners know I've been I've been subject to uh, height ridicule all night. Uh, We've been saving these for months. I know, I know. Man, I miss. I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> life's good. Life's good. I mean, I you know, and just the people who know that listen often to, you know, I got some things going on, and, and with it's going very well. Life is really good, but 
I just have to switch my priorities. What's going on with uh, some issued some health reasons? My wife, she's been diagnosed with MS, and it's uh, it's all good, but it just takes a little more focus. I had to I've had to reprogram my lifestyle and and stuff, and things are really good. Uh, it's difficult. It can be. It is. Uh, this is one of those things where it takes a group of people to understand, and until you live with it and understand it, it's a developmental tool. It is, and I say skill because you have to develop it. You have to develop your skill around it. But uh, you know that's a priority for me. Uh, I appreciate everybody, especially Mike and Scotty, have been standing here, filling in in those positions, and you guys, Jeff and and uh, Dwayne and and Alan, just moving forward with this because that's what it's all about. But uh, you know, but all in all, I'm doing good. Um, it has been difficult for me to get away. But the things are starting to lighten up now, and I can start to spread my wings a little bit and get out a little bit. Marge is out with the ladies tonight. Marge is out with the ladies tonight, and uh, awesome. They'll take good care of her. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I'm, you, and the people that know Table Twelve know that they're phenomenal ladies, and and some I things never you, change. Though you got to talk into the microphone. You can't. <laughs> I keep turning right. <laughs> Uh, well, nothing's for- changed, right? Nothing, Nothing has changed. I, Alan always has to yell at me all the time. Well, so. you're forgetting about the little excitement you had of your own. Oh yeah, you mean about the uh, your al- your new yeah, allergy? Yeah. So you know, a year ago, <laughs> it was a year ago, July. I had a life threat experience with uh, um, antibiotics, and I had an allergic reaction to uh, a sulfurous bactrum. It was and carpet burn. It, carpet we still burn. haven't figured out. Carpet burn. <laughs> then I was given Bactrim. It was in. It was in intensive care for six days. It was very difficult. It was. Uh, it was life threatening situation. But I come out of that. But now I'm a year later. I'm learning that I'm developing allergies I never had. And hmm. so now huh. I've been raising bees on and off. Jeff has worked with me on honeybees, and I was harvesting honey about four weeks ago, and I found out that I'm now allergic to honeybees. And ended up in the ER for five hours, and, um, and it, it was a very strange situation because uh, the the situation I had was uh, I went into the ER. I was having a very allergic reaction, and uh, the doctor came in and said, "Hey, listen, I'll give you a shot of adrenaline." And I don't know if anybody's had a shot of adrenaline here, uh, but it jacks you up, right? Well, it didn't jack me up; it put me to sleep. Oh. Yeah. And so the reaction I was having was was extreme, and uh, he gave me epinephrine and then the shot and then adrenaline to bring me up to a level where I could do a fight. But it actually first time it, it actually put me to sleep. Uh, wow! So it was it, something was counterintuitive to what it was supposed to be doing, and it didn't work out. But so now I have to walk around with an epipen, and if I get stung, I have to be careful. Um, it's weird because I've never been allergic to bees other than the time I got stung in the nose and Jeff made fun of me for a week. Uh, but, yeah, see, you stole my thunder, man. You stole my thunder. I was going to say, was you, haven't, you haven't always been deathly allergic to bees because the first time I saw you get stung was right square in the middle of your head, right in your face. Uh, that's but, hard to tell when that's swollen, though. Yeah. Oh! oh. And he thought it was just going to be short jokes all day. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, what uh, is- last week I had a friend of mine. I gave my my last hive away to a friend of mine. He and his wife are starting off. Uh, Dwayne, uh, friend of ours, and we were out there at night packing it up. And it's funny, it's I was holding the flashlight and I was off in the distance. And oh, that's the bad spot. No, no, no. And I got stung right. <laughs> so I got stung once on the arm, and just one time my arm swelled up twice the size of my other arm, and I had taken up a pin shot, and I never had that problem before. But. Uh, 
So you, th- you think you know, that's all related to the event a year ago? Yeah, I talked to uh, the anesthesiologist, and I talked to which is a front. My daughter-in-law's grandfather's an anesthesiologist, and I talked to him about that. And he did a little paper and said, "Understand?" Said, "Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Whenever you disturb your your ability and your natural ability to fight off something, you change it forever. And and it's good for everybody to know, including this group here." That if you disturb your ability to fight back on certain things, and then you have a a traumatic event where you have this, it will come back. There are things that can come back, and you can now be allergic to peanuts in this case, bees or something else, (laughs) and you won't know until it happens. So what's that? Cantaloupe. 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 Right? Yeah, I'm still pissed we didn't get pictures of that. You know, we're kind of developing a theme here. With the, you know, with I harvested my last uh, my last hive of bees, and I can tell you I have honey at the home. I got about 80 pounds off of it, and it's absolutely the best honey I've ever pulled. Uh, it was, awesome. The yeah. honey is amazing. Uh, it is the best I've ever had. It's super clear. It's clean. Uh, it tastes really good. And then Jeff dropped off of this great batch of honey he had, which I gave you a bottle of. It's like, I've never had that that type of honey he's got. You have a very that unique. Was that. that was that dark, the dark really stuff. dark it honey. It was right? so unique, and yeah. it was really good. Uh, but other than that, things are going good. I'm glad to see you guys back. And um, obviously, I'm always the subject of the short jokes. Um, <laughs> you know, I walk in and. They're just small Scotty jokes. Bourbon's like, <laughs> I, I got a stool. I got a stool from the counter. It wasn't a high chair. You know, it's a high chair. So this leads into our next story. Oh, does it? Okay. Chaos as 5 million bees fall off a truck near Toronto, Canada. Oh, wow. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two shots on a barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You know what? It's time for a day trip. That's right, a day trip to historic Metamora, Indiana, where you can visit the Sap Bucket, a general store, gift shop, and snack bar located on Main Street in beautiful historic metamora indiana check out the only operational wooden aqueduct in the united states a water-powered grist mill and many antique shops craft vendors food shops it's a great place to visit hop in your car take a day trip that's right you can check out more information about the sap bucket at thesapbucket.com or metamora indiana at metamoreindiana.com. Hope to see you soon. Yeah. Five million bees escaped when their hives fell off a lorry, which is a trail that was transporting them, causing chaos on a Canadian road. Police were called to the scene in Burlington, Ontario, just west of Toronto, at 6.15 a.m. on Wednesday. So this was August 31st, so just a couple month ago probably. 
uh, after being told a massive swarm of the insects were on the loose. We're not sure how or what exactly took place, but at some point the boxes contained the bees or hives slid off the trailer and spilled over the road. Vast swarms of bees darkened the sky, and police told drivers to keep their windows shut and urged pedestrians to stay away from the area. Um, Tristan Jamison, who was towing the trailer, carrying the hives, tried to crowd the angry bees. He was stung around 60 times and was treated at the scene. Uh, more used to dealing with the odd with odd bear, the police called in experts. More than half a dozen beekeepers rushed to the area. Um, pedestrians were advised to avoid the area. And let's go here and see how long this took. Uh, we rounded up the beekeepers and put an appeal on social media. When they arrived, there were 20 hives scattered around half a kilometer. We worked to put the boxes back together. Um, they likened the noise of the swarms to a million tiny helicopters. The bees were literally pieced off because their hives were tossed around. They were working as fast as they could, uh, and everybody took a few stings. Uh, the driver of the bee truck with the owner of the bees, oh, that was a picture I deleted. Uh, um, the hives were eventually loaded back onto the trailer, uh, and uh, they said this was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We've never seen anything like this before. And hopefully never will again. Yeah. So that that happens. You'll hear about that about three times a year. Yeah. yeah. So you know that's uh, commercial beekeepers hauling bees across the country for pollination services. So yeah. So I'm I'm just curious how this driver was trying to corral these bees. He had a whole bunch of lassos. <laughs> he had lass little, yeah, lassos. little lassos. Little lassos. That's what when I when I heard that the driver was trying to corral yeah, the bees, he, I'm just making a mental picture in my mind what was this driver doing yeah well, and i'd look at the other way and go who counted them okay <laughs> 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 you know, it's a subject and how do they know they got them all how they know they that's got right. them all right who and really six it's i mean it's almost uh that's an all day overnight process oh, yeah. because once yeah. the bees are out it's going to take a little while to get them all to go back so, to where they are plus if you get hives mixed up now we got to figure out queens which queen goes where and then the bees that would be a mess. Yeah, they're lost. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a long process. Yes, not just a quick. But it does happen clean. a few times. Yeah. yeah, I know out in California, stealing hives is really oh yeah a thing. Out oh California. yeah, there was a big. Yeah. Was that Rotten? Was the name of that? Rotten. Net? Yeah. Was the, yeah. yeah. We talked about that. Yep. Yeah, that's a whole whole industry just in the theft of it. Yeah, right. Crazy stuff. So man, it's great to get everybody in the speakeasy at one time. It won't be so great editing, but it's great to see everybody. <laughs> so why you, so you get paid the big bucks. I get twice as much as everybody That's else. Right. That's right. So we you got, got a bunch of bottles on the table. There's some minor guys. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. So I got another, I got another uh, birthday present try. here I've tapped into. So whenever you guys uh, and quit nursing those uh, glasses that you're on, we'll oh, yeah. have everybody try this rum. All too. right. That Ruben so, from you know, last week's podcast, I re-released our podcast with the Bo, Bo Brothers um, and changed the logos on their shirts. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. That was awesome. I liked it. Oh, I thought awesome. they'd appreciate that. Uh, but what was cool is Carrie, our listener from up in Northern Ohio, he messaged me and said, you know, I never heard that podcast. And I keep forgetting we've been doing this so long. We have podcasts that newer, newer yeah. listeners from the new listeners the past year or so haven't heard. So right. he said, he says, I know you guys hate releasing, re-releasing podcasts, but 
that particular one I'd never heard before. So there's probably other people that hadn't either. Those guys are at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival yeah. right now. Yeah, I was following uh, them earlier today, yeah. and uh, I think it uh, wasn't uh, but about noon, and I think they were pro- both pretty juiced already. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that's <laughs> yeah. They're probably laying somewhere now. You probably could have called. Kentucky Bourbon Festival? No. Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Bardstown Bourbon Festival, actually. Oh, Bardstown Bourbon yeah. Bardstown, yeah. So it's, uh, you could probably make quite a deal with Ooh. with. Uh, Jimbo and some get some financing. financing. I should text him right now, see if he's ready to come help me. Yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm guessing. You know, it's eight twenty-three. I'm guessing they can't help anybody right now. No, <laughs> they're probably worthless. Probably. And, and we say that in a good way because that's the same yes. way we would be with them as well. So it's all good. So anything else you guys want to talk about? We're going to do a separate podcast tonight. So anything else you guys want to talk about on this podcast? Well, well, I just tasted this bamboo rum that we just put around it. Wow! So I was just say, what? Yeah, what are we? Good. What is? What did you just hand us? I poured it. Oh, didn't wow. even look. So this is my other birthday present that Ruben brought. This is brought. authentic Caribbean. Bumbo, bumbu, bamboo, bamboo, bamboo. I smell bananas. It's rum. based oh, on a yeah. 16th yeah. century native recipe. It's good. Oh yeah, definitely some big bananas. Yeah, that's yep. that's fresh that's bananas. That's some too. good stuff. Product of Barbados. Oh, the wow. taste. It's, it's there in the taste, oh, too. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh. Very good. Alan's going to chug it right out of the bottle. <laughs> I could taste the that bananas. That is bamboo yeah. rum, and that is really good. Yeah, I'll good try stuff. some of that in a minute here. That's Do fantastic. they put bananas that in That is fantastic. I don't know. You like it? Oh, yeah. That's I don't know. good. I'm, I'm a big rum guy. I've got uh, – there's two more bottles of rum back here to try tonight. Okay. Oh, wow. it's going to be rum. I hear, I hear you can get that at uh, Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquor Really? Really? It's the one, best one, of, rum one of our it's one of our great sponsors of Cross the Line, fifteen twenty four. So what would be a good drink to mix use use that with? Ooh, so oh, I, I can think of that. Hey, two right off the rip. So a mai tai, Ooh, and yeah. then splash of that on top. Or another great one, mint julep with a splash of that on top. And <laughs> Mike just had a, a shot break, over man. vanilla ice cream. That's where I was going. Vanilla ice cream oh, with that man. on top. Man, your tongue would slap your brain out on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lucky like, if you get your eyeballs, too. I bet there's some ice cream back there in the freezer. We'll be right back. We're headed to UDF. <laughs> oh, goodness. Man, that's good. What'd you get yeah, drunk on? Vanilla and rum. <laughs> good deal. I think I there's some, no ice some cream. Uh, Trader Vic's chocolate liqueur down there, Trader too. Still. Oh. <laughs> Man, poor got, this. They got a... Put this on a, a white chocolate now. Ooh. What's there's What's actually that, there's actually Godiva right Make there. Make a banana split and pour some of this on top. Of it. <laughs> right, Ooh. right. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. You know, you have a problem though. When we're starting to just mix ice cream and you know, it should be. A, it's only a problem if you don't have any ice cream, and exactly. we don't have any ice cream. <laughs> so with that note, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, Scotty Bourbon. Phil from Texas. <laughs> and the lonesome Reuben Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> We're all see you next time across the line, 1524. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.
CrossTheLine1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and CrossTheLine15/24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.